You're now tuned in to the Fast Fork Podcast. We like to joke that you don't have a slow metabolism. You've just got a fast fork. This podcast is sponsored by Fast Weight Loss 365 and Liberty Fitness Ventures. Let's get things started. What's going on, everybody? Super glad to be here. What's going on, Lee? Hey, how's it going, Zach? Hi, everybody. How you guys doing? Um, happy to be here, too. I know I missed you guys last week, um, but I hear Zach and uh, Jen had a great episode, so I'm sure we're ready to release that pretty soon. But um, yeah. yeah, here again for um, part two of the challenges. So um, we're just going to dive right into it. Zach, so um, I know we've talked about it before. What kind of challenges, like as far as part two goes, because I know we had some other ones we were covering, do, do you really see with clients? What, what are the big ones now? Yeah, I would say that the biggest, one of the biggest challenge that comes along after like, you know, a few weeks into someone trying to kind of like start this journey of like, you know, health and, you know, fitness and nutrition and just overall, like some life changes is, you know, you get that initial starting, like, I'm so motivated, so ready to do it, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, like, boom, it kind of like, kind of dies down a little bit, you know, that like passion and fire for it. And it kind of sometimes feels almost a little more like a chore or like, you know, or you just in general lose the motivation. So like, lack of motivation is something that's like, really, I think is one of the most common things I see. It's usually right about that one month point you know people are pretty good for those first like three to four weeks on on some sort of like change modifications um you know some sort of habits modifications or like fitness or health program but after that first month um and those initial big results that happen Mm -hmm. people lose some of that motivation have you seen that too no i definitely have you know and it's it's kind of funny because when you first start working out and even with i'm sure um like meal prepping and different food habits um you see like a pretty big drop because you're going from like zero and you're like gearing up to like 100 miles an hour especially if you start working out multiple days a week and your body adjusts to it so it's one of those things you'll see like in the beginning it goes great and then it just like you know you plateau for a little bit so that that is a big thing and then that leads to the lack of motivation because you're like oh i was losing weight but now i've kind of peaked and it's not so much that you peak it's that, okay, you were losing probably a lot of like water weight, honestly, it's like, you know, from sweating and from eating better and stuff like that. And you're less bloated. Uh, you'll probably lose some fat still, but, um, you know, the fat loss and stuff takes a little bit longer. Your body starts to change composition. And so, yeah, I can definitely, it, it is a lack of motivation whenever people start seeing themselves plateau. Um, you know, after that first, uh, first like few weeks of trying something new like that. Yeah, most, most definitely. And, you know, I think one of the things that I try to do with every single person that I meet with is let them know to like, drop their expectations, right? Like, a lot of us have these like, expectations of what things should look like you know and and then it doesn't happen the way we expect it to so then in our minds we don't think we're doing a good job or maybe we don't think we're getting results because it's not what we thought it might be 
you know? Um, and so dropping expectations is one of the kind of the solutions that helps. It doesn't cure it, but it helps that, that kind of lull that happens after about a month. And also just letting people know like, Hey, listen, this is what's probably going to happen from my experiences. You're going to, you're going to drop, you're going to get, you're going to stay motivated. And then you're going to see a little bit less results than you've seen before. And you're going to want to quit, right? You're going to want to drop and just kind of be like, well, see, this wasn't working, yeah. you know? And so just be like, just push through that because one of the people that push through that are the ones that are most successful. Um, and then with lack of motivation too, I think too many people rely upon external um, and, you know, just kind of the motivation aspect of it versus the commitment and the purpose, like, right. Like the why. So really digging into like, why are you doing this? You know, like what, what is truly the purpose behind it? Not just kind of like, you know, that initial like motivation, like you saw somebody's weight loss and you're excited that you saw that you want to join to do something. It's like, but why? Like, what, what does this change for you in your life? And, you know, actually writing those goals and things down makes a big difference. I feel like uh, of really knowing your purpose and why of, of what you're making some of these changes for so that you stay committed. Because when that mo motivation dies down and it 100% will, like there is almost no doubt that motivation dies at some point. It's like the, what, the commitment is what's keeping you after that, you know? Yeah, and I think it also, you know, that's definitely, the commitment is there. I agree with you on that. Another thing about it too is it becomes not so much like motivating, but you have to establish like habitual things. So, you know, it takes, I think what, like 90 days, I think is what they say to like create a steady habit. So that's, you know, that's part of it is you, you're right, that motivation is going to die down. And if you don't have a very strong why behind what you're doing, it's really hard to establish that habitual action. Like most people who like years and years of going to the gym, if they don't go like so many, it'll feel weird to them. Like they'll feel off. I know that's how I feel. Like if I, if I don't hit at least like three or four days in the gym, like I, I feel like I've done something wrong. And so like, that's also kind of how I feel about food now is if I'm not eating consistently, like if I either make a bad choice or like, if I, you know, decide to eat something that's not so good, like I'll actually think about that and it'll bother me. So that's, that's part of the motivation too, is keeping yourself accountable and establishing those habits. Um, I mean, a big thing that I see too with clients um, is, you know, scheduling now, you know, everybody nowadays it's, you know, everyone I know pretty much has two jobs, you know, just, just to really like make it by. So, you know, if you have two jobs and a family, you know, that time's important, you know, it's really hard to schedule your day around like any type of workout. And then, you know, you can, you can speak to this, Zach, you know, you almost have to schedule a time to meal prep and, and get your food ready for the week. Right. Yeah, most definitely. I think, um, the, the scheduling aspect, you know, like there's two sides of it, right? There's just your schedule in general, which most people are, you know, pretty packed in when it comes to their work and kids and other things. Um, and so you really have to be, in, I feel like intentional, you know, about it. If you're not someone that's just kind of maintaining your health because you've got to a point of a health, good point in health and wellness, but you're literally, you know, to this, you're trying to make these huge changes. You have to be very intentional about your, your time. You know, mm -hmm. so I will tell people like you probably put just about everything else in your schedule. Like, I don't know, for me, I work off my schedule on my phone 
you know, like it, it just about everything. I'll put it into it. So it's reminding me like this has a priority in my day uh, of something I'm doing. So, you know, actually putting the time in there, like the 10 minutes to do your, you know, even if it's 10 minutes a day, you can commit to being more active, doing an exercise, doing something or, or at least stretching or walking or something like schedule it in, you know, and then maybe a couple of days a week that you have, you know, sacrifice a little bit of time, take that hour and you can meal prep out three days at a time, you know, three or four days at a time um, uh, for your food, you know, because yeah. that, that helped most people, you know, utilize the, the rest of their time better. So you can relax after you get off work and you have other things you want to do, you know, because obviously we don't expect people to just like work, exercise, meal prep, you know, let your all your time. Of course you want to do other yeah, exactly. things, but prioritizing how you do that and, and how you accomplish that can, in my opinion, make like a really, a really big difference with your schedule. Yeah. And you know, what is another thing I've actually struggled with, and this is something like both like personally, health-wise, fitness-wise, even like food-wise, I, it's um, work-life balance, work-life balance that I've actually struggled with. Um, because you know it's so hard especially when you're very passionate about what you do and like about health and fitness you kind of group it all in and it like you said it's kind of one of those things you find yourself work exercise food like work exercise food that's all you do when really you're right it's important to like set aside that family time that fun time even just a relaxed time it's really hard for me to like sit down and do nothing but i found the past year especially with COVID, that's actually very important to do is just have time, you know, to really prepare yourself and have that work-life balance because it is really important to your mental health as well. For sure. Um, I, I think that's, it's super important. Um, you know, and, and another thing in general is just like work, right? So like work as is a challenge for a lot of people, like I work with a lot of teachers and nurses. And if you've ever you know spoke with, with you know some teachers and nurses or work with them you know like it's super popular for like what the kids to bring in snacks the offices you know to have tons of catering and people to bring in you know lots of desserts and snacks and just all these things and it's also just a more difficult environment you know for instance teachers can't be running to the bathroom you know every hour every half hour you know to go pee so, you know, we, we're always recommending to drink more water. So like, that's a challenge, right? Then it's like water helps you stay full and you, you can't drink as much while you're teaching in your lessons and things. So like, that's a challenge. So, um, you know, I, I think the, that work can, can definitely be a big challenge for a lot of people. And just, you mentioned it too, between the scheduling and work is that work-life balance uh, can, be, can be one of the bigger challenges. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it really is like, a, like it, it is one of those things you need to do to take care of your mental health, I think is have that balance, especially, you know, if you also have kids, because, you know, um, I have three kids and Zach, I know you have one, you know, that's its own set of challenges in itself. And especially when they're small, you know, you want to spend time, have that quality time with them. And that's really, really vital to both them and you. So, you know, now we're starting to rack up things you have to schedule and I think the point of this is showing, you know, these are real challenges that a lot of people face. You know, uh, you, you have to work to, to make a living, at least most of us do. Um, you know, you have kids which are important. You know, now we're asking you to work out, drink your water, prep your food. It does seem sometimes like a lot, but 
I think it all comes down to what we kind of started in the beginning is what your motivation is, you know, like, why are you doing this? And, you know, I've had clients who, you know, it doesn't get until their health reaches a very critical stage, either, you know, something like, you know, um, they've been classified as, um, you know, obese by their doctor, they, you know, had a uh, diabetes diagnosis, or they've had some type of, um, like circulatory issue that they have to exercise more. So it's, you know, it's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people, they need a very serious why. And I just try to tell, but you need to get there before you, you run into the serious medical conditions because yeah, that's a great motivator, but like, that's, we're trying to get you there before you get to that point. Cause once you get to that point, it's a lot different. Um, yeah, especially with what you do. So, you know, that's a big one. Um, Let's see what else challenges wise, you know. Well, I wanted to mention with, with kids too. I, I think one of the things to, you know, I'm always about like perspective, right? And, and how we're, we frame things. And with kids, I think, you know, it's so important to make sure, you know, that, that we're showing them that, you know, their, their health and wellness is a priority and not like just something that should go on the back burner until you mentioned it. You don't want to wait for your health and wellness to turn into something that comes or, you know, a requirement mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you get a diagnosis of, you know, a, a lifelong chronic illness or something because of the lack of health and wellness in your life. So it's like prioritizing and showing them, you know, so it's like put, you know, even though our daughter's like 18 months, you know, she's just getting to the point of like, you know, put, playing with her little pots and pans and other things, but like she comes into the kitchen, you know, I'm showing her you know, like, Hey, this is what we're making, you know, and like trying to like talk to her, you know, just like telling her about the food that we do and how we cook, you know, it's like showing her like modeling that behavior, you know, of trying to frame it as like, this is also a teaching moment, you know, for, for the kids that you have around, even if they're older, you know, I know a lot of people think like what's done is done, but like, I don't think that I think even if you have older kids, you know, that you can still show them like, Hey, you know, we worked on, you know, a different set of belief system before and we didn't value our health and wellness as much. We're making some changes and, you know, this is a priority now, you know, and sometimes that can cause some friction too, in, you know, in the houses between, you know, spouses and kids is like one person's wanting to make that change and the, the other, others aren't, but like, it still can be, a, a, I think, as a positive influence if you're committed to, to doing that, you know? So I think just that example towards a kid, is, is huge. And also trying to get them to join in, you know, as best as you can, you know, I mean, you can't force them to do all the stuff that you might be changing and making, you know, especially if they, if you've instilled some of those, maybe not so great habits in them, you know, of, of convenient, all those convenient snacks and maybe not the most nutritious food and stuff, but um, you know, it's, it's never too late to try and introduce that, you know? No, I agree. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things too, is, you know, I have, I have three kids and the oldest is 11 and you know her name's Addison and you you know what the biggest driving factor it's not what you tell them because kids (laughs) I mean some kids listen different amounts of time like my oldest daughter will listen probably about 80 percent of the time my middle child is probably more around the 20 percent mark (laughs) and I think probably most people who have three kids and one in the middle understand what I'm saying but um either way the biggest driver I see is what you said is not telling them, but showing them. So like, I've actually like in in my life, like running gyms and managing and, and doing everything with, with the gym world. Um, 
my kids have just like they're they've always been interested in it and like kids I have a philosophy of like you don't want your kids to like work out too hard in the beginning it can mess with a lot of biological things um, but definitely instilling like a habit of healthy healthy like traits and 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 them seeing you go do that like they're more likely to implement that action if they if they see you go do it because you can tell kids a million times anything but like if they actually see oh my dad always goes to the gym or my mom always goes to the gym or you know this is something that's just part of their life they're gonna grow up understanding that that is that's a habit that is normal for people to have so it's almost yeah. like it's almost like you know they learn from from what they see so i think that's that's a really big one too um and you know another thing that i can kind of speak on on the gym world is is a challenge a lot of people face are gym hours you know this is kind of we'll, we'll mention this in passing a little bit um but that's why our gyms like liberty fitness gyms they're 24 7 so it's actually a lot easier for people but a lot of gyms aren't you know we um you know, there's a lot of gyms that are what are called 24-5, where they're 24-7 during the week, but mm. you know, Saturday and Sunday, they have really restrictive hours, and I've been traveling and forgotten that, and showed up to a gym at 7.30 <laughs> at night, had a busy day, and it's closed, and I've already taken a scoop of pre-workout, and I have to run around the parking lot 80 times, you know, right. so what happens, um, so that's a big one, too, and, you know, there are gyms out there that have the 24-hour system, which I think is great, just because a lot of times people have busy lives and especially with kids working two jobs things like that you you have to have access to that gym and another thing COVID's taught us is having you know uh like you know weights or something at your house and you know even though I'm in the gym business I very much think it's good to have those things around in your home and have some type of backup home workout to do um and that's one thing I lack like I do not like working out at home <laughs> at all um and luckily in my position I don't really like have to a lot but right um, people who do you know I think it's healthy like if you have the peloton or if you have you know dumbbells or just something in case you get stuck and you you don't have any other option you still want to get in that 45 to 50 minutes of exercise so I think you know that's also a challenge people face um and then one thing you can speak on probably a little bit more are energy levels. And this comes from obviously food and what you're eating and meal prepping. So tell us a little bit about those challenges as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely in the beginning, it's, it's something people see bigger um, issues with. It, it, you know, we always track from the get-go, like, you know, we'll ask some of those things like your digestion, your sleep, your stress, your energy um and energy is one that you know is almost always lacking you know in, in people when they're you know starting out uh the the program or trying to make some changes and generally if people are taking the suggestions on some of the, the lifestyle changes and the the eating uh, like the meal plans you you see such an increase in in energy levels you know like people start feeling so much better and just better energy, which, you know, also because you're eating better, you're sleeping better, you know? And mm -hmm. so it's this kind of, you know, really good full circle of like, you're, you're eating better. So you're sleeping better and you're sleeping better. So you have more energy. And when you have better energy, you can do more exercise. And when you do more <laughs> exercise, you can sleep better and you have exactly. better, energy, you have better mood. And it kind of just, instead of it becoming a vicious cycle, it's like, I don't know what the exact opposite of a vicious cycle other than is like wellness, right? Like just doing the right things and 
and so you see this you see this like snowball effect in the right way of you know people when they're when their energy levels increase their that that drive to do more you know and just kind of just feeling better it, it goes up and you know when i see people talk about their energy levels um that when i when i ask them each week you know like hey is your energy you know if, it, if they're decreasing it generally is a few things that that the the problem is one they're not drinking enough water you know people automatically people don't realize that, that water actually plays such a huge role in like your production for your energy in your body you know so like water is usually a big problem if their their energy dropped um overall their food choices are, are, are usually more poor that week, you know, like they're, they're, they're reaching for a lot less nutritious stuff, or maybe they had kind of like a binge episode and they maybe overindulged, you know, a little bit, um, and, and, or stress, you know, like the stress is, is causing them to sleep poorly and then they're, they're dropping in energy. So usually I'll just, you know, reassess and, and really have them refocus on the, their, their water intake. And, and, and really trying to get back on, you know, the, the, the meal plan. Once they do that, almost always that, you know, the energy's back up again. No, absolutely. And that's, you know, um, you, you picked on one that I really, really see a lot um, with people is the water intake. And you're right, like people don't realize how much water like really impacts your body, everything from, you know, your respiratory system to like your circulation to your like, like it's literally like your body's like lubricant on like your bones and everything else. So it's like, it just, when you're dehydrated, it's, you're just destroyed and it's not, yeah. you know, and people don't really, you know, they don't realize that is that when, you know, when you're not drinking enough water, it just makes a whole mess of issues for your body. And, you know, people, a lot of times I see people, they're like, Oh, well, I drink soda or I drink tea or I drink whatever. And like, people don't realize it's really not the same. I mean, it is like, it's, it's a liquid, <laughs> but you know, it's chock full of things that like sugars, um, different dyes, like diff different flavors, like, you know, replacement sugar things. So it, 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 and chemicals. So it's, it's not really the same as getting like pure or like we were talking before, like some type of like sparkling mineral water mm -hmm. really, you know, I started drinking that just for a change if I actually really enjoy a couple of them. Um, so that's, that's a huge thing as well, for sure. Yeah, I, I try to get people to drink as much just regular water, um, or maybe even like an infused water, like, you know, with some like, lime, mint, you know, or like maybe some lemon slices or something, but, or cucumber, but like generally try to get mostly right that that regular water, and then maybe incorporate as kind of like a treat type thing, uh, you know, another type of, of liquid, you know, water based liquid, like a tea or a coffee or um, you know, is crystal white or, you know, something in those, those type of things, but generally try to get as much as possible from just, just water. Um, and, you know, lastly, I think you, you might be able to speak on this one a little bit better, um, is the challenge when it comes to like, with, especially in gyms, I feel like, I feel like I've even dealt with this would be like judgments, you know, can you speak on that? Like being intimidated or just like judgments? Uh, I can. So this all depends, I think, strongly on the type of gym you go to and what their atmosphere and energy is. Um, you know, if you go, if you're a beginner, you don't want to walk into a powerlifting gym. Like it's not, that's not going to be a good place for you to learn unless you're specifically going to learn powerlifting. 
which, you know, that's not where most people start. So um, I, I think it is important because you should feel comfortable at your gym. That should be a place you go, you enjoy it. There's a social aspect to it. You can kind of relax a little bit, you know, it, there, there's a good energy there, um, you know, and, and it's not even, most people I think are intimidated, but it's not like a intentional intimidation. Like, it's not like the guy over there lifting 300 pounds is like looking you straight in the eye. Like, you know, it's, it's not like that. It's, you know, I think a lot of people, they, they go into a gym and they're kind of already a little self-conscious. So like the person who, you know, is over there and has been working on themselves for, you know, the last 10 years, of course, they're going to like be ahead of you. But you, the biggest thing I tell people with this is everyone started somewhere. Okay, there's no one that came out of the room, uh, came, excuse me, came out of the womb looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just didn't happen. You know, everyone had a yeah. point. So when people, when I have to address this issue with clients, I just, I, I definitely beat this into their head is, you know, that guy over there lifting 300 pounds at one point couldn't lift, you know, 50 pounds. You know, it's not, it's all about where you are in your journey. And it, the, the judgment part of it you know, if you do go to a gym and you get judged, that's, you know, I've, I've personally, even in, I've never seen it happen. Um, the only thing maybe part of this too, is not knowing how to use the equipment, which I absolutely recommend getting a personal trainer just for like a few sessions. And you can go to the trainer and say, Hey, you know, I just want to buy like three or four sessions. I just want you to show me how to use this equipment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Any trainer worth their salt is going to say, okay, here's how you do it. Um, a lot of people think that option isn't available to them. And, and it really is in most gyms um, because, you know, you, it is intimidating if you've never used a machine before. So definitely in your gym, explore that if that's kind of your issue with being intimidated is the equipment usage. Um, but, you know, to, to be honest, even the guys who've been working out for 10 years, like, you know, they're still judged by people, you know, it's, you know, I, I was, yeah. was told this when I really first started lifting is you will never be the biggest guy in the gym and you will never be the smallest dude in the gym. And to this day, that has like rang true because it's just, there's, you know, a lot of people work out. There's, you know, a lot of uh, people have been working out for a long time. So, you know, this intimidation thing, it just, it, it is there. It's a reality, but everyone started somewhere. And I just, you know, to our listeners, like, just remember that when, you know, maybe you're having a day like this, or, you know, you go in and there just happens to be a lot of like serious lifters there or something like that, you know, just take a step back and realize, you know, at one point they were starting too. Um, but definitely like, I mean, the gym, if you're looking for a gym membership, it's, you know, I think it's a positive thing to have a gym membership, but take a couple tours, make sure you enjoy the gym, take a look around the type of people that are there. Um, because, you know, if you go to a competitive based gym, like a CrossFit gym, a lot of those are competitive. That can be very intimidating. Um, you know, and like a lot, some of the franchise gyms are pretty good. Um, but it really, you know, shop around for it because I think that's a big part of it as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, um, just realizing like it's, it's not a, not my job to care what other people think of me, you know, like, it's not my job to, to, I, I, I can't control what anybody else thinks of me and anybody judging me or, or anybody for trying to do, you know, uh, exercise and, and eat well and other things like, 
they, they've got their own issue, you know, if they're judging oh, somebody yeah. about that, you know, so it's like just trying to have like the, uh, the, hor- the blinders on uh, w- in regards to that. Um, but I think a lot of the judgment also just comes from within, you know, like we're judging ourselves and critiquing ourselves poorly instead of, you know, cheering ourselves on and encouraging ourselves to, to, you know, keep moving, you know, keep moving forward no matter what. Yeah. You, you know, it's like they say, you're always, um, you're always your worst critic. I think that's, that rings true in this aspect as well. Um, but I see that our time is up. So, um, uh, Zach, thanks for all the, um, advice and everything else, uh, to our, uh, viewers out there. Thanks for listening, um, or our listeners. I really should say viewers <laughs> since the podcast, uh, but thank you again. And, uh, we're looking forward to our podcast next week. If you guys have any suggestions as always send them our way. Um, anyway, everybody have a great and, uh, meaningful week, rest of the week and, um, enjoy your weekends. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Fast Fork Podcast. To find out more about our sponsors, visit fastweightloss365.com. See you next time. And remember, folks, put your fork down.